I recently had frequent supernatural experiences with God. Let me start by sharing what I have experienced over the past few years. Since 1996, I have known the Lord and I experience His truthfulness. I grew up in a Christian family and believed in Jesus Christ, but I didn't really know Him. Belief in Jesus is different from knowing Jesus. In 1 Samuel 3, 7, even though he grew up in the temple, Samuel did not really know the Lord. His knowledge of the Lord became real to him after the Lord revealed himself to Samuel. Like Samuel's situation, I, too, didn't know the Lord until 1996, when I was 16 years old. Since I was a child my health has been poor, unlike my mother and sister. My mother is an ambitious woman at home and at work. She was often angry with me, because of my constant illness, and could not understand why I was sick so often, when my sister, on the other hand, was in good health. At home, I couldn't take care of chores, even cooking, as I often fell unconscious. Doctors couldn't diagnose my illness until I had a CT scan, which showed I had chronic gastritis, sinusitis, and periostitis. However, even after I was diagnosed with these illnesses, the doctors could not cure me. These illnesses inhibited my ability to help around the house, so my mother treated me very coldly. When I was 16, I still couldn't help with the housework, so my mother often threatened me. She said, if you're going to die, you might as well die sooner to save everyone. Look at yourself. You don't mean anything to this world, you can't end your life or live a good life. What should we do for you? I didn't have a solution for myself either. Since then, I have started praying to God, Dear God, if you are real, could you help me end my life on this earth? Sought to commit suicide, by means like hanging up, poisoning and jump from a tall building, but every time the thought of death terrified me. I was like, what if my suicide fails? I knew if this happened it would get worse, I would suffer even more. So, I did not kill myself. Later, I remembered what the Bible said, if anyone destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy and you are that temple. 1 Corinthians 3:17, which means that victims of suicide cannot be saved. On June 1st, I didn't say any particular prayer, but just said to God, God, if you are real, please end my life. Lord, please, get my mind. When my mother left for work at 3.30 p.m., I knelt down and began to pray continually at my bedside. Suddenly my spirit left my body and I saw my physical body still praying at the bedside suddenly fall down. My mind started to linger here and there. At that time, I was not afraid, instead I felt relieved and relaxed because I had no pain or headache. At that time, I understood what the Bible says, that the spirit gives life and that the flesh is useless. John 6 63, I did not miss my physical body and it when my spirit left my body, I thought I was sure I was going to heaven because I thought those who believed in Jesus were guaranteed to go to heaven after physical death. I also believed that the path to heaven was only upward and the path to hell was simply downward. My mind flew out the window and continued to ascend to the sky. Wow, that was wonderful. I was going to paradise. My family didn't miss me at all, not at all. The darkness outside. Then my mind went to a dark place. Darkness here is different from darkness on earth. This darkness will shock your mind that you will not be able to see your hands even if you have placed them in front of you. I was sure it was not heaven, even though I have never been there. I knew the sky isn't meant to be dark, it should be a place full of light. I thought, oh no. Does this mean that this place is hell? I could not determine the location of the place because when I was little I heard that hell is a place full of fire and brimstone, 
but here there was no fire, only darkness. I said, what kind of place is this? I heard a lot of people cry, Matthew 25:30, but I can't tell where they were. Suddenly I heard a voice repeating itself, you go forward, you go forward. I walked in the dark and as I continued to walk the screams of the people came close enough that I could see them face to face, but I still couldn't see anything. At that moment, I recognized the sound of the iron chains and heard a lock open. Suddenly a door opened and the room was slightly brighter inside. I seen a lot of people, and when I think about it, they were all Christians. The first thought that occurred to me was that Christianity was a lie, because these Christians did not go to heaven at all, they went into darkness, and that place was full of Christians. Some were Christian women from my village who had already passed away whom I knew very well, but they all ended up there. Then a voice said to me, go inside. I replied, certainly not. I will never enter this place. I knew that once and I would join the crowd of dead and crying. The people that were screaming and crying continuously and all of their clothes were gray and ragged. An unknown force pushed me inside, but my hand hung on the door, and I refused to enter the room, so I knelt down and cried out loud, Lord, I will not seek to kill myself again, please bring me back to life and allow me to live. If I go to this place, I might as well live many years on earth with the disease. Why should I come here? Oh no. In my heart, as I thought there were no such places of heaven and hell, it was all a lie. Those who seemed to believe in Jesus on earth all ended up here. I asked, what is this place? Suddenly a voice said to me, it's a place of moans and gnashing of teeth. I heard someone speak but I couldn't see that person. I kept asking, what? Is this the place of moans and gnashing of teeth? How come all these people here are Christians? He said, these people believed in Jesus without repenting. I replied, so what about unbelievers? He said, the unbelievers go straight to hell. Then suddenly I found myself directly in hell. Hell. The horrible place where unbelievers are cannot be compared to where those who believe in Jesus without repentance are. I have heard people in hell cry terribly in great pain. Everyone shouted two words, so hot. So thirsty. I saw fire burn inside their bodies, every time the fire burned in their body, the person screamed, and it inflicted great pain on the person. Torturing one's mind is worse than torturing the physical body. When I realized this, I said to myself, it is much better to believe in Jesus without repenting than not to believe in Jesus, and to go straight to hell, when we take into account the place of tears. And gnashing of teeth, which is better than hell. Heaven, I thought, does heaven really exist? The moment this question crossed my mind, I felt my spirit ascend to heaven. Wow! It was so beautiful, the beauty of the sky was incredible. I saw flowing water, grass, mountains and flowers. Streets that were much more beautiful than the man-made streets on earth. The mountains were made of precious stones, the water looked like pearl and onyx crystals, the streets were paved with pure gold and the walls were constructed of jasper, ruby, sapphire and emerald. I was amazed by her beauty. I was like, I'm not leaving. I want to stay in a place like this. Suddenly an angel came and spoke to me, depending on the level of your faith, you belong to the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. You cannot enter this place. I demanded, I am not leaving. Then the angel said, no. You have to go. I replied, do I still have the disease of my disease on earth? He said, if you don't want to return to earth, your only other option is to stay in the place of the weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
I said, if my only other option is to stay in this dark place, I would rather go back to my sick body on earth and suffer from the disease. I chose to return to earth. The next second, my mind went home. My mind left my physical body at around 4.10 p.m. and it was 10.30 p.m. when my spirit returned home. My mother's working hours were 4 p.m. to midnight. By this time my sister and brother had fallen asleep, my unconscious body was lying, kneeling in a prayer position on the edge of the bed. So sad. They even didn't care if I had dinner or not, that's how my family members ignored me. I said to myself, my sister. Your older sister, right next to you, has passed away and you don't even care. Did you just go to bed and fell asleep? My mind continued to linger and walk around the house, without the disease my mind could be at ease. I was very reluctant to return to my sick body because I knew that once entered that, I would be in pain again, but, if I do not want to enter the body, I will return to the place of the weeping and gnashing of teeth, so I knew it was better to be in my body after having witnessed the struggles in that place. My spirit returned to my physical body, I sighed and then woke up, but my whole body was lacking in sensation. I discovered streams of tears on my face. After waiting about 10 minutes, my feet started to feel a little numb. When the spirit left my body, the blood had stopped flowing the entire time I was gone. I started to move slightly and fell out of bed, tears rolled down my cheeks. I felt so grateful and said, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me come back to this earth. When my spirit returned, God gave me a few words. He said, Child, come back. You have only a little time left. Soon you will come to this place that I have prepared for my people. When you get back you will have to share what you just went through. When I got his word saying you have a little time left I thought it would only be a few days, I felt he would come back very soon. I replied oh. Sure. As long as you let me return to heaven, I will share my experience. By the time I got the message, I thought he would come back in a few days and see him again in heaven, thus, I did not expect to get married and have my own children. When I returned to earth, I was filled with the love of God and, and had started to preach the gospel. I started with the unbelievers because the believers did not take my story seriously when I shared my experiences with them. The first person I shared with was my own mother. At that time, we were both at home and I was jumping with excitement. When my mom came home from work at noon, I told her, Mom, I just died and my spirit left my body. She said, Did you spend your whole day like this, in this state of mind? You're not normal, you're crazy. I thought if even my mom didn't believe me, who else would ever believe me? I remember sharing my testimony with a close sister at church. She quickly replied, Leon. I just died and my spirit left my body. She said, Did you spend your whole day like this, in this state of mind? You're not normal, you're crazy. I thought if even my mom didn't believe me, who else would ever believe me? I remember sharing my testimony with a close sister at church. She quickly replied, Leon. I just died and my spirit left my body. She said, Did you spend your whole day like this, in this state of mind? You're not normal, you're crazy. I thought if even my mom didn't believe me, who else would ever believe me? I remember sharing my testimony with a close sister at church. She quickly replied, Leon. There is definitely something wrong with you, it just can't be. I do not believe that. So I stopped sharing my story with other believers. When I shared my experience with the unbelievers, one by one, they all believed in Jesus. When I shared my supernatural experience with others on the train, 
Many people made the decision to surrender their lives to the Lord. Praise the Lord. I knew it was from God. However, I have never been to school and consider myself illiterate. I said to God, You are going to use me, but I am illiterate. I once listened to a sermon on the resurrection of Lazarus, who had been dead and buried for four days, causing a stench in his burial. But when Jesus said just one word, he came to life. John 11:43. I was touched by the story and I said to myself, if Lazarus had been dead for four days, buried and even stank with a horrible odor and still came back to life, and if the Lord wanted that I learn how to read? It should be a lot easier than that. From that moment I had a great desire to learn to read. As a result, my prayers became much longer, every evening I prayed until one or two in the morning. I remember at two in the morning on the twelfth lunar month, after I finished my prayer, I went to bed and started dreaming. Suddenly I saw a man wearing a white garment which was extremely shiny, it was a luminosity that I have never seen on earth. He stood by my window and called out to me, Child, come to me. His face was as bright as the sun, and I couldn't see it clearly. He then pulled me out of my blanket and kissed me like I was a baby. He said, From today I will teach you to read. I replied, Wow! Great! I'm so excited, where do I start? We will start from the Gospel of John. He opened the Bible to John 21:15 and began to read, When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon son of John, do you love me more than these? Peter said, O Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs as we continued reading, Peter's name changed to my name. However, at that time I did not even recognize my name in the reading and the Lord continued to teach me to read. He said, Leon, do you love me more than these? I asked, What are you talking about? However, at that time I did not even recognize my name in the reading and the Lord continued to teach me to read. He said, Leon, do you love me more than these? I asked, What are you talking about? However, at that time I did not even recognize my name in the reading and the Lord continued to teach me to read. He said, Leon, do you love me more than these? I asked, What are you talking about? Then he said, I'm referring to the material world, do you love me more than these? I said, Lord, you know I love you. We continued to read until dawn. At dawn, I woke up and found that I kept reading and always found myself in bed. I quickly took the Bible and returned it to John 21:15. I said, Oh, this is the book of John. But I was afraid of making a mistake, because at the time, my father, my younger sister and my brother were all present. I said to my younger sister and brother, Hey, come over here. Today I'm going to read you some verses from the Bible. They said, Go ahead, read it. Book of John, right? I asked. They all looked at me and said, Okay, okay. You guessed it. I said, I'm going to read more. They had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Son of John, do you love me more than these? They were very shocked and said, Sister, how did you learn to read these words? I replied, What concerns me the most is if I had read the words correctly. They said, Yeah, yeah, every word. You read those words correctly. Little by little, I began to recognize every word in the Bible, however, I could not recognize words in books other than the Bible, even spiritual books teaching the book of John. The words sounded familiar, but I couldn't understand the words. As a result, for several years God continued to teach me to study the Bible, which became my spiritual living water, and I studied very hard. My reading speed was slow, 
Sometimes it took me several days to complete a single verse, but I received a lot of revelation from the Holy Spirit. Each day, I regularly meditated, prayed, and read, so my life became spiritually abundant. This is how I built my relationship with Jesus Christ. Then I went to church and worked for the Lord for two years. It was a fruitful experience and it helped me and other brothers and sisters in our spiritual life. But the Lord was not satisfied with my work during these two years. So neither spiritual gifts nor supernatural experiences reflected my spiritual life. As Paul said, lest after preaching to others, I myself should not be a castaway. 1 Corinthians 9:27. It was the year 2004 when I partnered with a pastor to start a church in my own home. We thought we did a good job. On the second day of 2006, God started to reveal something that was going to happen to me the next day, and things really happened. On the third day, when I was about to fall asleep, the Lord said to me, Tomorrow morning, someone will ask you to go and pray for his grandmother, and you will have to go. On the fourth day, I began to wait at home from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. when a man showed up. I was surprised to see that the man looked exactly like the one I saw in the dream, so I went with him to pray for his grandmother. On the fifth day, I was surprised by another sudden revelation of a dream. God said, I am coming back and you must repent. I was shocked and replied, Are you coming back and I have to repent? What about the pastor who is partner with me? He said, He has nothing to do with you. I'm coming back and you have to repent. I thought, why do I have to repent? I've been busy feeding this church, so why have to do I repent? He said, follow me, I want to show you a place. The heart. In the blink of an eye, I arrived in a house where the walls and floors were very dirty. They were so dirty that it was impossible to get in. I asked what is this place? Why is it so dirty? The Lord said, do you know it's your heart? I really didn't know. I thought I was serving the Lord and that I would be clean. In fact, I was resisting the Lord. I asked, when have I committed many sins that I have not confessed? Then he revealed them one by one. He said, you must confess your sins one by one, so that I can forgive your sins one by one. Suddenly I saw a very clean white pot filled with blood. Jesus wore a white garment and held a brush like a pen. He said to me, confess your sins one by one and I will wipe them off one by one. I said, please give me a revelation of when I committed these sins? He started to reveal my sins to me as if a movie was playing. I started to confess my sins immediately, and every time I did, he dipped the brush into the pot of blood and chased away the sin. After I confessed all my sins one by one, the whole house was painted with blood. Surprisingly, the place suddenly turned white and glowed with a bright light. At that moment, I knew I was clean. He said, don't put the church here, you have to stop the work of the church. I won't remember the work you did in the past two years. I said, if the Lord doesn't remember my works, then what am I doing here? I woke up suddenly. I was sweating a lot and all of my clothes were wet. Usually my family would get up early every morning to do a Bible study, except on that day. The revelations from the Lord that I received each night were expected to come true the next day, and I was afraid that this revelation would come true, that the Lord would return. I thought, what am I supposed to do? I was worried and said, how could you not wake up and study the Bible? Other days it's okay, but not today. Don't you know the Lord is coming? My mother thought I was going mad again, so she went to pray. I was shaking for fear the Lord would return the next day. I decided to sit at home and repent, so I canceled all Bible study and church meeting. The pastor asked me, 
why should we cancel the church meeting? I said, in many cases, after people believe in the Lord, their lives would change and be renewed. But now I know that God is dealing with me in my own heart. We have to cancel the meeting because God won't remember. We can't go on. Then, as the Bible says, preaching on stage is not important. Matthew 23, 3, the most important thing is how to handle your lifelong relationship with God and with people after you have left the world. I don't. I said, Lord, tell me what pleases you and I will do it. What kind of work is the work of gold, silver and precious stones, please tell me. 1 Corinthians 3 12, the Lord said, do you really want to do things that will satisfy me? Yes. I answered. The Lord said, okay, take good care of your children and your husband and keep the house clean. That's what you have to do. I really didn't believe it was from God, because I was so busy with church work that I separated my laundry from my husband's. I was so busy that I didn't have time to wash the socks for him because I had to take care of my children and organize church meetings. I was so busy. My husband took care of his own laundry and I took care of mine. After returning from the day's work, my husband had to wash his own clothes and clean the house, which was often a mess. I was like, oh Lord, is this from you? I don't have to work for you, but I have to do these things instead. The Lord said, yes. Soon I started doing my husband's laundry. When I did the laundry, the Lord continued to educate me. The Lord continued to touch my heart and said, do you know that you only washing this sock is the work of gold, silver and gemstones, which I very commemorate. It really surprised me. I said to my husband, in the future, give me all your dirty socks, I'll wash them for you. My husband's response sounded shocked and scared. He said to me, why have you changed so drastically? You get so good all of a sudden. I said, actually, I was enlightened by God. From now on, I won't allow you to wash clothes anymore. Then, all church gatherings were cancelled and I started staying home full-time. I never expected God would change my life this way. I received the anointing of cancelling Bible studies and church meetings, and I received most of my anointing that was during that time period. It was apparently not enough. Later, God sent me to my mother-in-law. I lived in Yongyan Handan, and my mother-in-law lived in a house in Songzhou, about 600 kilometers from my home. Since they were not believers, I suffered a lot of persecution from his family. I remember taking the bus for a whole day to visit my mother-in-law. I arrived when they were about to eat. I have always taught my daughter to pray before every meal, so as a family, we always prayed before eating. At my in-laws, after preparing the meal and calling everyone to eat, my two-year-old daughter said, Mom, lead us in a prayer. Her grandfather didn't understand what my daughter was saying and asked Leon. I said, oh, she said we had to pray or she wouldn't eat. My stepdad immediately said to my sister-in-law, Yunyun, take the bowl of incense. Pour the sand into the bowl, wash it and fill with noodles for your sister-in-law. Wow. They gave me that kind of difficulty. Then he gave me a bowl of noodles and said, go ahead and eat from this bowl, which is most blessed. They were clearly against me. Even though I just got married into their family, they treated me that way. I asked the Lord, Lord, what should I do now? The Lord told me, the idol is nothing, just like the bull that serves as incense used to worship the idol. I said, praise the Lord, it's nothing. My daughter kept asking mom pray. I thought, pray for what? They just served me the bull they used to worship their idols. I said, okay. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, 
I give you thanks and I praise you. At first I was afraid to pray, but the more they offended me, the more courageously I prayed. The words of the Bible came to my mind, pray to your Father, who is invisible. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Matthew 6, 6, God told me, this is the work of gold, silver, and precious stones. Oh really? Jesus told me. My wands were thrown to the ground by someone, and it's the work of gold, silver, and gems? I said, praise the Lord. I quickly stood up and wiped away my tears, and instantly the pain and anger in me was gone, the word of the Lord is really my great comfort. So I started looking for my chopsticks on the floor and found them. After the meal, I only washed the dishes once, but this time I washed them three times, because the Lord told me that it was the work of gold, of silver and precious stones, so I want to wash them very cleanly, and the more I wash them, the more joy I had in me. Then my husband unexpectedly came to visit here. He saw how I took care of their cooking and cleaning and that all my in-laws were just playing mahjong and playing. My husband couldn't stand what he saw, so he got angry with his family. In fact, lasting suffering has become second nature to me, or even a habit, cultivated from within. I replied, I'm fine. He said, stop doing all the housework. I said, I wasn't doing it for them. He said, let's go. I replied, no, it is the work of gold and... He later returned and had an argument with his parents. I said to myself, Lord, the work of gold and silver will soon be finished. At first we could have happily left this place, but suddenly my husband decided to react this way. How can there be a good ending to this? When my husband finished arguing with his father, he said, Leon, follow me. We will no longer enter this house and I will no longer enter this room. If I ever enter this room, I will no longer be a member of this family. But the Lord said to me, No, you can't go now. I told my husband and he was very angry with that response and said, Because of you my parents condemn me. I said, The Lord brought her to be part of your family and I must obey my Lord's direction, so that you can leave. Then he said, Okay, I'll go. You can stay here forever and never leave. I said, I'll go whenever the Lord leads me. My husband angrily left and left me with my stepfather. I asked, O oh Lord, when can I leave this house? The Lord said, wait a moment. It's not yet the time. I said, okay. As my in-laws took their clothes off, I quickly ran to do their laundry for them. Suddenly, somehow, God opened the hearts of my in-laws to realize that all of their household chores shouldn't be up to me. They thought, this woman married from afar to our family, if the laundries are done by our own daughter, since it is her duty as our daughter because we raised her and gave birth to her. Afterwards, my in-laws suddenly treated me very well, which surprised me. When I was outside to wash clothes, my mother-in-law came and covered me with a layer of clothes, because it was cold. She said, Leon, put on these clothes. My stepfather brought me a cup of hot tea and said, come on, come on, have some hot tea. I was shocked because they usually mistreated me and suddenly became nice to me, it was difficult to adapt to it. I wondered why they had suddenly started to treat me so kindly. My stepfather even asked me how many blankets I needed at home. He said, I'll prepare it for you. If you find anything in this house that you may need, take it, we will be happy to give it to you. I said, no, no, you don't have to. I do not need anything. Suddenly the Lord said to me, it is time, go immediately tomorrow. There was only a difference of a day before the Lord told me to go, my husband was gone the day before, and I left the next day. 
The time I left was miraculous. People of everything the village came out to say goodbye to me and treated me like I was a rich celebrity come to a humble village. Everyone said that this girl the law suffered so much. During those twenty days she worked outside and inside the house. Suddenly the Lord said, Woe to you when everyone talks well about you. I said, Lord, I couldn't have done this without your words to strengthen me, all because of your constant help. I couldn't have done this to such a degree myself. They praise you. And I want to give you all the glory. The bus ride. My stepfather watched us get on the bus back to Shijiajuang. We took the long-distance travel bus. The bus was full of people because it was time for the students to go back to school. During my time with my father-in-law, my spirit was lifted and there was an anointing with authority. As I sat down on the bus, I saw he was playing a talk show with foul language. I felt nauseous and stood up. But when I saw so many people, I sat down, repeating it three times. I closed my eyes and prayed, O Lord, I am shy. What should I do? Suddenly the Lord gave me a vision of Jesus inside the temple, with righteous anger, twisting ropes into a whip to clean the temple. When I saw this scene, I couldn't take it anymore. Suddenly I got up and spoke to the bus driver, bus driver. Turn off the monitor. How can you play that kind of video in public like this? You can watch it at your home, but is it appropriate to watch it here? The bus driver was stunned. The bus driver and the ticking looked at each other, the bus driver asked, what happened to him? The lady said, I don't know. He said, who are you? I replied, let me tell you, you don't need to ask me who I am. If you know who I am, I'll break your TV and CD, and you'll have to get the fine. I didn't know why I was so daring. The bus driver was stunned and said, okay. Okay. I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to turn it off. He immediately turned off the monitor and, and pushed it aside. The saleswoman sat down and did not move. The bus was extremely quiet, you could have heard a pin drop. The bus arrived at Hongshui, a rest area, to allow passengers to go to the toilet. When people got off the bus, many of them looked at me with smiles and nodded, I nodded back. It seemed that everyone agreed that it was not appropriate to play this type of video, but no one dared to speak out, because the world and society have deteriorated to such a degree. Later my mother-in-law came to stay with us. I led her in a prayer to accept Jesus as her Savior. It was July, and my sister-in-law in college had a really big argument against me. Three months later, she was in a deep depression after her boyfriend broke up with her. Several times, she tried to kill herself but failed. She constantly discussed her beliefs with me. She knew I could help her, but she was too embarrassed to ask. Later she called me and said, Sister-in-law, come help me. You are the only one who can save me. I said, I can't save you, only God can save you. Will you pray with me to accept Jesus as your Savior? She said yes. Then I prayed with her to accept Jesus Christ as her Savior. All of these events have shown me that after being married for so many years, the fights and arguments have never changed no one, but when I began to humiliate myself, God continually pressed me, so that one day He could lift me up. The words I spoke on the bus were the result of my spiritual training in my mother-in-law's house while I was doing the dishes, clothes and doing all the housework, all of my learning happened during this time. I have discovered that what I face and struggle with is not the flesh on the outside but the spirit on the inside. When you realize how strong God is in your heart, that force is very powerful. I had struggled with many illnesses for a long time, but once my inner being was linked to the Lord, 
all my physical illnesses were all gone. This is how real the Lord is. I have remembered in the past that whenever I suffered the Lord was with me, so while I was in pain I was always full of joy. Many church brothers and sisters thought I was crazy. Later, I thought there was a miscommunication regarding the saying suffer for joy. During the last two weeks of the month, as I was communing with the Lord, I summed up the word, I don't like to suffer, but I love the presence of the Lord during my suffering. I thought to myself, when is the closest relationship with the Lord? The answer is when I am in pain, so I praise God for all of my suffering. I danced and played the tambourine at home while praising God. One night, I had a great desire to have fellowship with the Lord so much that I was struggling with the Lord and not letting the Lord leave me. The next day when I woke up, I could not move my legs because both tendons and the leg muscles were numb, which reminded me of Jacob's story of wrestling with the Lord. The Lord let me realize this little by little. I must praise God for all suffering. I said, O Lord, I didn't know that you are full of wisdom. When you praise God for all the suffering you go through, it is wisdom of God, because the wisdom of God is always greater than our wisdom. He sent His only Son to die for us, and He died on the cross, versus is the wisdom and power of God. In our eyes, it is shameful and foolish, but in God's sight, it is wisdom to save us all. The Train Ride I remember we once took a trip to northeast China with our kids. The bus arrived late, he was supposed to arrive at 8 o'clock, but he didn't arrive until 9. My children were tired and fell asleep. When we were getting on the bus, my kids suddenly woke up and cried saying, I want to sleep, I want to go home. My husband called me up and said, there is no more room anyway, we might as well go home and sleep. Let's go. At that time, I really didn't know what to do, I was clearly moved by God to go. I said, Lord my life is for you, I don't care about my life, but I don't. Not want my husband and my children to suffer with me. Suddenly the Lord spoke to me, do you know how I am going to reward them in the future? I want them to get the same rewards as yours. My husband then said, either we go home or we take the tickets. The Lord told me. Gave the note so I said, let's go get the tickets. Finally, we squeezed into the train, but it was too crowded, so we could only stand in the doorway. Suddenly the Lord said, Leon, praise me. I want to hear you praise me. I said, oh Lord, don't mess with me. How can I praise you out loud at a time like this? The Lord challenged me, go ahead and praise me. I want to hear. I said, Lord, no. The Lord said, yes. Praise me. I said, Lord, even though I praise you, I'm not telling you the truth, I'm lying, it's just not from my heart. So the Lord said, even though it doesn't come from your heart, I really want to hear your praise, and I want to hear you praise me in time like this. I said, Lord, even if you allow me to lie to you, I have no praise in me. At that time, the Lord spoke inside of me, if you cannot praise me in this situation, then you are no different from others. How are you different from unbelievers? These non-believers thank God for train, what is the difference between you and them? Yes, I am different from them, O Lord I praise you. While trying to praise God, there were crying children, crowded people, an unpleasant smell spreading all over and hot sweat on my skin. I said, Lord, I praise you for being able to slip on this train. The moment I started to praise God, my heart calmed down. I said, Lord, I praise your wisdom for we have not obtained a seat. I believe you can give me the strength to stand up to my destination and I believe that you have great and mighty power. The more I praised God, the less the children cried. 
The more I praised God, the more joy flowed into me. So God challenged me as I stood by the bathroom door holding my child in my arms, and I started to jump up and say, Lord, I praise you. I thank you. I love you. Jehovah God is my strength. I love you. I praise you. I praise you. I rented continuously. There were all kinds of people around me on the train, but they couldn't hear what I was saying anyway. I just kept renting and renting. After a while my husband told me he wanted to upgrade the ticket to see if he could get a bunk seat. Honestly, at that point my heart didn't care if we could be improved. Oh Lord, you are with me, you will help me stay upright until we reach the destination. I have great confidence in myself, I am very grateful. A lot of people lined up to improve the ticket. Finally, my husband was able to secure the last two remaining tickets. My husband said, Praise the Lord. I said, The inner strength of thanksgiving for getting the bunk seat is great, but the inner strength of thanksgiving is greater if I don't have one. When the spiritual life of others has not reached the same level as you, you will find your spiritual life standing in the heights. When your spiritual life reaches a higher level, what would you do? You will see further. All the suffering before your eyes is a tiny trifle. Suffering is spiritual nourishment, it is nutritional supplements of life. Come and eat it, and the body will be healthy. So recently when I was home I had pain in my legs and waist. Usually when there is pain I would cast out the pain in the name of Jesus Christ, so I chastised back pain and waist pain to leave. By the stripes of Jesus Christ I am healed. It is very effective whenever I make such a statement. But once I declared it, nothing happened. What happened? I asked. I then went into a deeper prayer, and asked the Lord through the Holy Ghost. The Lord said, Do you know how disobedient you are? Why do you have pain in your legs? You must praise God. Why do you have pain in your waist? You must praise God. I then understood that I was not cooperating. I stood up, stretched out my legs and twisted my waist, for my whole body will praise my Lord. I got up praised and praised, and believed that I was dancing beautifully with our Lord. I rolled on the ground, I locked the door so my husband couldn't see me because he would have thought I was crazy. I have often praised the Lord like a fool. When I was rolling on the floor praising God, I suddenly realized a truth, when the Lord said, Haven't you seen actors on the stage using various methods to perform to get applause and encouragement? For everyone? Do you know when you praise me, what joy does that bring me? I often pray with a sister until midnight in a training center far away from any city, a place where we can freely praise God. Do you know when you praise me, what joy it gives me? I often pray with a sister until midnight in a training center far away from any city, a place where we can freely praise God. Do you know when you praise me, what joy it gives me? I often pray with a sister until midnight in a training center far away from any city, a place where we can freely praise God. One night we praised and prayed to the Lord until two in the morning, and this sister fell asleep. I continued to pray for another half hour when I saw a vision, I saw two angels, each holding a golden cup which was very large. The angels were catching things from us. At that time, I didn't understand what the angels were getting, but I was very excited when I saw the angels, and I praised and prayed more vigorously, without ceasing. I prayed for a long time, until my voice gradually diminished, I saw something from the overflow of the cup and I stopped my prayer. I was curious to see what was inside the gold cups, I thought maybe it was tears, steam or something similar. But when I looked in the cup, it was filled with perfume and the other angel's cup was empty, it came empty and remained empty. I was puzzled. At dawn, 
I went to bed and fell asleep for a while. I didn't tell the other sister what happened last night. She said, I was too sleepy, but I could hear you praying so hard. Did you have a vision? Later, as I knelt by my bed to ask the Lord, the Lord suddenly opened my mind and said, You, a disingenuous person. There were two angels, one is yours and the other is your friend's. I asked the Lord, Why is the angel holding a cup? The Lord replied, To catch your prayers. I then kept asking, Why did my cup overflow, and why was the other empty? Replied, The other person fell asleep. I said, Is it that easy? The Lord said, Yes, the cup is filled with your prayers. The angel will lift it up and present it to God. God will use your prayers to anoint and pour it out. Therefore, prayers can completely destroy the kingdom. Disease, even the kingdom of cancer, because the anointing is done by God, and when it is poured out from God, it is very powerful and can destroy hundreds of kingdoms of Satan. Once I knew that this tea was how the anointing was done, I loved the overnight prayers more than before and prayed without stopping. Sometimes when my flesh has taken over, the Lord suddenly says, Leon, arise. I was like, I need a little more sleep. The Lord asked, What can you produce outside of sleep? Can you produce the anointing out of sleep? I said, I cannot. The Lord asked, Can you produce faith out of sleep? I said, I cannot. Not. The Lord asked, Can you produce love out of sleep? I said, I can't. The Lord said, Where are all these things? It's in your prayer. I understood right away, and I got up and knelt on the ground to pray, praying continually, that the very strong anointing might fall soon. I found that the anointing is very real. Can you produce faith out of sleep? I said, I can't. The Lord asked, Can you produce love out of sleep? I said, I can't. Can't. The Lord said, Where is all these things? It's in your prayer. I understood right away, and I got up and knelt on the ground to pray, praying continually, that the very strong anointing might fall soon. I found that the anointing is very real. Can you produce faith out of sleep? I said, I can't. The Lord asked, Can you produce love out of sleep? I said, I can't. Can't. The Lord said, Where is all these things? It's in your prayer. I understood right away, and I got up and knelt down on the ground to pray, praying continually, that the very strong anointing might fall soon. I found that the anointing is very real. And I got up and knelt on the ground to pray, praying continually, that the very strong anointing might fall soon. I found that the anointing is real. And I got up and knelt on the ground to pray, praying continually, that the very strong anointing might fall soon. I have found that the anointing is real. Therefore, we must build an altar at home, in the last days, because God wants to give us great blessings. This is the revelation I received when I locked myself up for several days and prayed. The Lord said, There is no more waiting, we are in the book of Joel period. The book of Joel says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, do not wait any longer, now is the time. Now, the Spirit of God is pouring out, and the Lord said in this last days that He's got a great blessing. Blessing is not material things, but end times revelation. For believers, knowing the end times revelation will awaken the whole church. When the awakening comes, the kingdom of God will come soon after. Through us, the kingdom of God will spread out. We are now entering the last days. You should spend more time building your relationship with our Lord, your Savior. The Lord wants to carry these messages to everyone and waits for everyone to wake up. 
It is also the message that I have received in the last few days alone, from communing and praying in the closet. The Spirit of the Lord will be poured out on all flesh, so that we can all keep pace with the Holy Spirit. If you cannot keep up with the rhythm of the Holy Spirit, you will fall, and once you are on the ground, the poverty, epidemics, catastrophes and incurable diseases in the world will increase more and more, you will be in pain. End of time, and it will be very difficult for you.